Good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, November 18th, 2015. Do you know your life's purpose? Do you even think about it? Well, we're going to talk to somebody who's written a book on it. Rise Thomas is going to visit us in a few minutes. He's got a book called Discover Your Life's Purpose, How to Use the Five Life Purpose Profiles to Unlock Your Hidden Potential and Live the Life You Were Meant to Live. And I think it's a very relevant concept in today's day and age because the world moves so quickly that a lot of times we don't have time for, or we don't take the time for circumspection. We get up, we burst out of bed, we have our bacon and eggs and coffee, we rush off to work. We work, 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 longer hours than ever. We come home, we're exhausted, we turn on the TV, we're tired, we absorb whatever the media is throwing at us, a lot of advertising about why we're not good enough, all the stuff we need to make us feel better, a lot of news, a lot of fear, and then we go to sleep and we start all over the next day. Well, maybe I'm painting too bleak a picture, but I'm sure everybody's gone through a day like that where it's just rush, 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 and then you're exhausted. And I think finding your life's purpose is something that can help everybody really get their two feet planted firmly on their ground and get their vibration at the highest level possible to find out why are we here? What am I meant to do? What is this all about? So we'll get there in a few minutes. Let's quickly review what's going on out there. So here we are. I'm up in Harlem, New York City in our Guys Guys studio. Welcoming you to the show. It's about our 160th podcast. So we really made something of this whole Guys Guys radio. It all started with my novel, A Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, and it was about two men competing for love and sex and power and money in New York City's advertising business. And the book's really about love and how there's a communication chasm between men and women. And from there, the package, if you will, the brand has really opened up. With Guy's Guy's Radio, we've done a lot of work on dating and relationships. We also now have spent a lot of time worthwhile time, I might say, investing in authors, teachers, spiritual writers, metaphysical teachers, healers who are right on brand, which is when men and women can be at their best, everybody wins. That's what the whole guys, guys movement is all about. And I'm thrilled that I keep getting more and more wonderful people coming on the show, helping everyone, both men and women to be be the best they can be and to live better lives. And and part of the whole guys, guys movement is better men, better world. If men can be at their best, everyone wins. And uh, I know that's tough sometimes these days, but we've got to, we've got to be the best we can be. And I'm here to give exposure to people with a positive message, people who are out there trying to help and who are helping, not trying to help, who are helping. And I'm doing whatever I can to be part of a positive movement to help everybody raise their consciousness. And I think it's really important today because, uh, you know, in the past week we've had the tragedy in Paris and now all the reactions. Uh, about an hour ago, I just figured, I'd, let me flip on the news. And uh, of course, as, predict, as you could predict, a whole bunch of uh, fear mongering about ISIS wants to come to New York and a lot of shots of, you know, TJ Fridays and the gap on Herald Square and they're coming here and everybody, you know, getting hysterical saying we have to bomb them. We have to wipe them out. We have to get them. No refugees here. And it's very similar to what happened after 9-11. And that's totally understandable. Uh, but um, we have to be careful not to be fed this. Uh, you know, when something happens horrible and you want it to go away, just bombing doesn't make things go away. Raising the vibration and education in the long run makes things go away. And uh, when you're dealing with low-tech criminals, which is basically what these guys are who've been doing this stuff, it's really a challenge to keep track of every little thing they could do. Because, you know, you just think about what people can do if they really wanted to, these lone wolves. It's really hard to track and keep track of everybody. But let's not overreact and let's not take it everything out on these poor refugees who've been kind of bombed out of their homes. At least that's my opinion. We have to be open-minded about that. We have to have a good screening process. And I think actually the USA is a much more vigilant process than any of the other countries in the world who are 
considering and taking in refugees. So let's let's not get caught up in a hysteria. Let's be smart about this. Let's keep our heads. Let's keep love in mind also. And the world, speaking of love or lack of, Charlie Sheehan just came out with an announcement yesterday. He's had HIV for the last four years. Amazing. He looked pretty healthy. I saw, him on a t- I saw the tape of him on the Today Show. He claims that he's got, and he and his doctors say they've got the disease, if you will, licked and under control. And you have to question his lifestyle. You have to question, has he been circumspect about this? Does he have any shame? Does he have any regrets? Or is it just reactionary? Oh, I got this. Now I have to change. I'm not sure. But to me, he is a bad example of a guy's guy. He's not a guy's guy. And the fact that he's had unprotected sex when he's had HIV, and he admitted to that with two people, not a good thing. Uh, We hope that he remains healthy. We hope that he uses this to get his life in order, and we don't know. Frankly, he's just a random celebrity when it all comes down to it, and uh, kind of a train wreck. Even though he's very talented, he was very good in Platoon, very good in Wall Street, and uh, he was funny in this show, Two and a Half Men. So let's see what happens. With all this in mind, let's talk about our guest, and let's talk about our life's purpose. Because in this day and age, as I mentioned earlier, it's really tough to find out and get a handle on who we are and why we're here. And I always wonder, like, you know, when you talk about life's purpose, you know, does the guy down the street who's flipping pizza, does he have a big life purpose? Or what is the relativity of his life's purpose versus somebody working on a, uh, you know, a world peace coalition? I don't know. It's not to minimize by any means what the pizza guy's doing, but what is the relative distinction between different types of life purposes? And our guest, Rise Thomas, has written this book. He's got his own methodology for developing your life purpose, five life purpose profiles to unlock your hidden potential and live the life you are meant to live. I really want to get into it with him and ask him about, you know, how do we kind of wedge this into who we are and how everybody's different. Not everybody's made to live the lead the free world. Some people have very kind of mundane lives and uh, why is it important for them to find their life purpose and, and how can we find a life purpose and what, what is the benefit to do that? So let's bring them on right now and talk about it. Our guest for this evening is rise Thomas rise. Are you there? Hey Robert, I'm here. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thanks so much for being on the show. I, I re- went through your book, and I really enjoyed it, and I've got lots of questions. So why don't we start right at the beginning, if that's okay with you? Um, you can start wherever, wherever you like. I, I, <laughs> I love your, I loved your, your, first, your first story uh, about the, uh, the going to work and the getting up and the same thing every day, day in and day out. And, and, uh, and I think especially for guys, and I, I love that you've got a guy radio show, um, when uh you know guys tend to really think that their life purpose is their job and yes. uh and it just gets really it's it's just a it's it's a societal programming that guys are supposed to figure out their purpose through their job and uh yes. i run a i run an energy medicine school a, a three year training in how to have a life purpose not just to be a healer but to be a really inspirational uh transformational element in the world no matter what you do and uh and it's it's uh uh you know in working with guys and and women uh women tend to be a little bit more open to the idea that right. their purpose may be something beyond uh, a job or a family, it may be something deep inside them, but, um, but guys are pretty hard programmed into, I got to find a job that, that, that gives my life meaning. And, uh, and it's actually the other way around. You got to find your life's meaning and then you're going to find a job when, and when you find a job that matches up with that, that's when you start being really inspiring. So the pizza guy down the street, if his job is to create a community, let's say he's got the, he's got the, uh, what we call the team player, um, mm-hmm. uh, profile, 
absolutely. His his life purpose could very much be running that pizza place in that neighborhood where everybody comes there. This is the family place. They, you know, they, uh, uh, you know, it, he he creates a, an environment where people feel safe and seen, and and they can always get food there. And he makes great food, and it's all about the people. And he always serves what they like, and you know, and and he creates a a world, and that can totally be his life purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. But if we put that same guy in the uh you know in a in a uh you know uh, um uh you know in one of these big uh um you know fundraising type of situations where they're where they're you know supporting world hunger or something like that he would he wouldn't know what to do it wouldn't be his life purpose at all even though he would you know do everything he could to help out he's a small you know sometimes our purpose is to be a small neighborhood type of type of life purpose. Others have a much broader uh, mission in the world, and so knowing which one you are uh, going in makes life so easy because the guy flipping pizza shouldn't be worried that he's not doing enough, and the guy you know making a difference in the world shouldn't be thinking, "Hey, I ought to be home taking care of things." It's it, it you know you get a, a much clearer uh, some clarity about about where you, who you really are and what kind of uh, what kind of a world you need to ex- uh, or what kind of way you need to express yourself in the world. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Thank you. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was out with a close friend of mine uh, last night, and you know, I'm a boomer, and I've known this guy for years. And I'm actually, I had hired his son in uh, my ad business, and I've been a president of an ad agency. I've been in a communication business as a, a MBA on the client side and the agency side, and I worked my way and climbed my way and clawed my way up the food chain. And now I went off to do this, and I can see some of the guys think like, "What do, what are you doing?" But I am getting more from what I'm doing now, and I know it's a build, and I know how to build a brand, and I know I have to be uh, resilient and and uh, resolved and uh, and focused. But ultimately, this is bringing me step by step, day by day, more satisfaction than all the bottles of Bacardi rum that I sold, and all of the packs of bubble yum, bubble yum, bubble gum that I sold, and all of the cans of Pam cooking spray that I sold in advertising or all the buckets of KFC that I sold. This is bringing me more because I feel that this is more in line with what, what I should be doing. And it's interesting. I was out with my buddy last night and everything he talked about was money. And his, and his son's kind of an autistic guy. I helped him get another job. And then he, he, something happened there and he got a third job. So he got that one on his own, which is great. And he's also a musician, but he's finding a way to balance both things. So I can relate to him because I'm a writer, yet I'm a business guy. And my buddy's just into making money and everything that came out of his mouth. And I love him. He's a great guy. It was all about, it was all about money, 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 money. And I find that so many guys in my boomer age bracket, they are desperately trying to define themselves through their job and through money. And it's, it's kind of a tragedy because with our food supply and our diets and the stress and all of that, things can happen really quickly where you had run into a health crisis and then you realize, Oh my God, what does this all mean? So I think what you're doing rise is, is fabulous in terms of helping people define their life's purpose. Because when I think, you have that, you can start to ground yourself and then you can find the type of work that is really more fulfilling to you. So I want to thank you for that and start out with the first question is really what, tell us a little bit about your background and what inspired you to go in this direction and write this book because I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same. It's, it, what's great is, is, is you got the guy's story. This is the guy's story. Um, you know, I grew up uh, as a little kid, just being a dreamer. I was always, I was always out in the woods or up in a tree or uh, fishing or doing something. And I was always, you know, fantasizing about catching a. You know, I was, I was thought I was gonna. I, I, we had a place up on Lake Winnipesaukee in the summer times, and I was vision. I used to go there as a gonna, kid. New Hampshire. What? New Hampshire, what? Lake Winnipesaukee. I used to Lake go there as a kid. Yeah. Absolutely. You were up there Little too? Little Squam Lake too. Little Squam yep. I used to go to all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing up there. Well, I was yep. convinced that there was a dolphin in that lake. And so I would <laughs> fish as a little kid. I would fish all day long for that dolphin. And, uh, you know, and, and through, you know, maybe till like seven or eight years old, I thought, wow, you know, and, and I had this 
I sort of wasn't on the same page as everybody else. I was kind of in this, I loved my own world, and I played, and I had friends, but, but that, was, that was, you know, my thing until one time I was out there fishing for that dolphin. My brother came out on the dock, and he says, what, what are you doing? Because I was, you know, intent, and I said, nah, I'm going to catch a dolphin here. And he was older than I was, and he said, you're an idiot. There are no dolphins in the lake. That they're in the ocean. You know, you can't catch a dolphin here in the lake. And and almost at that time, I sort of that that really that wouldn't have affected me up until that point. But about eight years old or so, I just said, "Oh man, you can't be just like a dreamer anymore. That, that nobody nobody respects that. Nobody nobody gets that. You got to start being a guy. You got to start being a man." And uh, and I think that that was the year at eight years old. I started competing in ter- tennis tournaments. Mm-hmm. I you know started you know playing on every team I could play on. I uh, you know I was dyslexic, so I didn't I couldn't do great in school, but I did fine. I did B's and C's. But I was sort of like I was I was I realized that guys that are good achievers get more than guys that are just out there dreaming. And mm-hmm. so I right. started competing in tennis. I became a national tennis player, a professional tennis. player. Player. I started teaching. I, I got my bla- I got my second degree black belt in martial arts. I um, started teaching and running a big tennis facility. I was making uh, you know big six figures uh, you know in in running summer pr- camps and and running a big country club and uh, and I ran I, I created a product that taught people how to uh, how to be more coordinated. I did I was doing all these achiever things in my life because that's what I thought a guy should be. And it's part yep. of our culture to to say uh, if a guy just puts his nose you know head down and nose to the grindstone and and uh, and does his uh, does his thing and is successful and makes a lot of money. He's a successful guy, and I was living in a in Medfield, Massachusetts, in a really nice suburb of of Boston, uh, with a family and a great job and summer home and the whole thing, uh, and I wasn't happy. And I, right. and I and I and I was you know and I was I was a tennis pro. It wasn't like I was like going you know having to wear a suit and tie. I was literally uh, you know you could say you were living the life. I was doing what I love to do. I love to play and and I was you know hanging out at the country club and playing some golf and doing these things and it was great. But I never felt like it was my life. And and you know and then I also started getting you know problems with my marriage, problems with my bosses, problems because in country club you got a whole bunch of bosses on the board. Uh, sure. You know you got um, and then my health wasn't good either. I was having you know I was I was you know one of the most fit people I knew and but I was having chronic lower back problems, sinus problems, things that I couldn't you know the doctors couldn't even get at and and so I started looking at alternative medicine and energy medicine and then uh, I started working with an energy medicine person that showed me that there's issue, that these that these things that were wrong with me had more to do with with what I was doing in my life than than some uh, you know external sort of you know environmental problem and and then I then I took this huge leap in my in my late 30s to actually go to energy medicine school I couldn't tell anybody about it god knows I I had to lie about where I was going on these weekends when I went down to this class and uh but what I discovered was was that I wasn't this guy I thought I was supposed to be and and you know and there was nothing you know in my history I'd look back at my life and say no I'm an achiever from from that moment when I was about eight years old I was an achiever but the truth was I was that dreamer that was before I made that choice to be the guy that I'm supposed to be and I think that most men and most women have made a choice in life the toughest choice to be to get attention and love and and uh, and and accolades and support by being the person they're supposed to be rather than the person they truly are and we all have to make that choice and I in my book I call that a vow we make a vow to be somebody that we're supposed to be more than the one that we are and you may become really successful at it but if you're not living your purpose if you're not if the person if what you're doing isn't expressing this deep inner nature in you it'll always feel like there's something big missing and you can you can drink it back or you can do what i did was which was become a workaholic to just avoid the feeling like i don't know why this isn't working i just tried to make more and more money trying to fill that hole but the hole was never going to get filled until i figured out who i was and then when i went to 
energy did learn this learned what energy medicine was what the energy body is and the aura and chakras and all of this all this stuff that i i realized that that and there was a training in there uh, uh by uh, Alexander Lowen and Wilhelm Reich, these two two guys that created this thing called bioenergetics, and they talked about five different types of people. Now they talked about it from an illness perspective, but I didn't. It wasn't lost on me that there were five kinds of people in the world that they had sort of defined, and they weren't people like like you choose your behavior like I did. They're like these are like core qualities within you, and. I realized that I was this dreamer is this what I call the creative idealist, very, very creative in what I did. And um, when I look back at my life and how I you know, used to present my budgets to the board and my budgets were so creative, they didn't even they couldn't even understand them. Uh, I realized I was beginning to realize that maybe I wasn't this knowledgeable achiever that could, you know, make everything happen in order and structured and all. So and then I started recognizing in all my clients, I was working at the time with hundreds of uh, of students in tennis, and then I added a lot of people into workshops, and I started doing energy workshops. And what I came, what I, what I recognized was that, was that there's five missions in life, and literally five different species of, of men and women. There are, there are uh, creative people like I, you know, sort of creative idealists. These people that are much more up in their head and thinking and creative. Uh, they're deep feelers, really soft gentle people that are have you know are very gentle and, and heart centered there are people that are really caring and, and sort of uh, caretakers they're the they're the service people they're the people behind the behind the cash register they're the people that are that are all about service or they're managers uh, on on the floor you know managing a lot of people mm-hmm. and helping yep. them do do a lot of things and then there are achievers that get, like I was trying to be you know the super focused achieving making lots of money uh you know very successful type of type of people and then there're leaders and leaders come in all types of shapes and sizes politicians uh are are all charismatic leaders what we call the charismatic leader uh and uh and actors actresses they're you know they're the the people that are you know the Richard Bransons but they're also the people that will start anything and try anything or they're and they're also mm-hmm. warriors they're the, they're the real fighters in the world they're the ones that go to war they're the they're they're the army guys they're the ones who you know the, they're the ones who 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 you know you didn't see him coming and he knocked you down in the bar before you even knew what happened they're 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 very dynamic and they and women are they they tend to be very good looking as well as as well as charismatic and 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 draw energy to them because they've got big energy and these five kinds of people are really different and they don't and and they don't have the same purpose in life you know a creative person has a very different mission than a than an emotional a soft uh, feeling person uh and who has a very different mission than a person who's there to you know to caretake other people very different mission than someone who's really smart and organized and structured as an achiever as uh, and a very different mission than a person who's born to to lead and find some some way to make a difference and inspire others to to make change in the world so so you've got these five uh characters and and uh and I and I and I started testing that with all of my people and then and then doing workshop after workshop and and uh and 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 I and I started you know after thousands of people I I noticed that that these traits are are essential for us to understand so as people they get to the midlife crisis and they want to know well what should I do now I'm I I I <laughs> you know I got to my you know almost 40 years old I'm like man I'm not even I'm not even living the life I want to live and I'm I don't even know what what that life would look like well this this system that I've developed in discover your purpose has actually gives you a foundational understanding of who you have always been rather than who you've been trying to be Okay, uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit because I was reading through, and I know there's a test. Um, let's talk about the process first of all about what makes your. Uh, and this is not. I'm not trying to put you on a defensive. Just just for uh, clarification, what makes your? Because I love the way you approach this. What makes your process different than other personality test processes? like, you know, Myers-Briggs or whatever, and other, it's not right. a personality test. Yours more is a life purpose test. That's question yeah. number one. And then question number two, I'm going to ask you three, is the, the questionnaire, how that works, and why you chose the questions you chose. And, um, well, let's start there, and we'll take it from there. Okay. All right. So, so first of all, uh, Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and DISC, which are the three big ones, mm-hmm. are all excellent tests 
if you're testing um, people for work aptitude. Uh, they are because they're they are based on behavior. Those are behavioral studies. Those are those are going to be asking you look at your behavior over your lifetime. And then tell us which one of these things you do the most, and then and and ultimately they will they will reinforce what you already believe about yourself. And they may and they and they certainly bring up uh, because of the way their question you know, the way they're the way they're set up uh, they bring they 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 bring some more expansion to some of these elements that you that you have. But but when I took those tests and and I did all of those tests. Uh, I would always come out as as this what I would call the knowledgeable achiever, the sort of like the organized, the structured, the because that's how I saw myself. And of course, I'll answer the test that way as well. And uh, and and so what we what we need to understand is that is that the quality within you that you were born with. And so when we're when we're born, when children are born, they're born not with with no form at all right they they come into the world and they're not thinking they 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 don't come into the world thinking i'm a boy and i ought to wear blue and i ought to you know be successful at business and i ought to make right. a lot of money they're not thinking that at all they're just part of the whole universe they're they're in the world having fun with and they have a very unique and anybody who's had children knows that children come in and and they have they have a personality that comes from nowhere it's it's their own it's a it's a core soul quality within them and it isn't until we're told uh, given a name and told we're a boy and given us the rules of our of our family and our culture and things like that that we then become solid we become this thing and and you know and but this this other quality within us has a flavor and in the world there are you can you can see that there are these five qualities of people in the world and and it's part of the humanity so part of humanity part of being human is to have one of these purposes because we need creative people we need people that actually care and love each other and teach us about that we need people that will actually help each other and support each other we need people that can that can push and push an agenda and an organization and a structure and build structures for things and buildings and make sure they don't fall down we need those kind of people and god knows we need leaders and fighters to uh you know to to to, to sort of inspire us to, to greater to greater elements, and we need all five of those, and they are born. You know that if you when you learn this profile system, you can look at your children, you can see what they're born to do, and and you can and you'll also be able to look at your spouse and realize, oh my God, I have no idea who my spouse was, and you'll be able to support them in in being that. But but the idea of of this profile system, this profile system was developed by. Um, uh, by Wilhelm Reich and, and Alexander Lowen, uh, the original elements of it, what, what, I, what I based this on. And they had based this idea that there's five kinds of people, not based on behavior, but on body type. Because back in the 30s, when they were doing their work, um, they thought it was insane to let Freud just, just you know, teach us how to run our lives because they knew that it's impossible to run your life from your brain. Your brain is incapable of running a human life. Your feelings have to do it. Your body has to do it. And they found that 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 not only when you have a purpose, you know, your your purpose is part of your entirety. So um, so they found that there are very specific body types and energy types and nervous systems that go with these elements. And now they weren't looking at it from the perspective I am uh, I am uh, around the, the highest potential of each of these. They were looking at how these people went crazy. And there were very specific body types and body armoring and things like that. So they dealt with all that. And I learned that system. But then I, I thought, well, if it works getting them from incredibly broken to coping, can't we use something similar to that and to go deeper into this and recognize that if that's a core quality within them, then that's also going to be their greatness? And that's going to take anybody from just coping and dealing with their life in a coping type of way to as high and as, and as no limits as you possibly can be. And so the you know so the so the difference between a myers briggs uh or an enneagram or a, or a disc and what i'm doing is i'm working more from the fact that that i've studied and worked through the energy systems in people and your life purpose is actually something that is unbendable and non-negotiable you have one 
And one of the biggest, one of one of the greatest lies we're ever told is that we can become anything we want to become. And I and I say that in front of audiences, and people go, oh well, you know, and because it's it's one of our staples in America. It's like one of our of our of our what we we, we worship that belief. But the truth is, is you can't become whatever you want to become. You have to become you. And and you only have and there's only one. There's only one thing you've got to become, which is to figure out who you are and then apply that to everything in your life. And uh, I always love to tell the story that, that I uh, um, uh, I loved to listen to Wayne Dyer when I was in my 20s and 30s. I, lo- I loved all of his stuff, and I learned from that, and Tony Robbins, and a whole bunch of people. But I used to say in my, you know, my 20s and early 30s, I'm going to be the next Wayne Dyer. And I would say it over and over again because I loved to talk his stuff. And when I did talks and I spoke for the tennis industry and I used a lot of his ideas and, and, I, and I loved his stuff. And then when I did energy work and I, and I recognized this, that this was really what's happening inside of me, I realized that I don't want to be the next Wayne Dyer. I want to be the first Reese Thomas. Yep. And and that's and that was a real big shift because men are really competitive with each other and not necessarily uh in a way that that calls them to be themselves but more if someone else is winning and making more money in one way they want to be more like that rather than recognizing that there's some guys and depending upon which of the personalities you have which in those five you have that are just born to make more money. And there's some that are here to make a bigger difference in people's lives, in children's lives, in, in adults' lives, in, in, you know, in, uh, in their teachers, or their, you know, they use these skills in different ways. So that's well, the difference talk- between what I do and, and, the other, and the other systems. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about, and thank you, let's talk a little bit about the body types. You know, with t- in today's world and with our food supply, how messed up and crazy it is, you know, everybody's, not everybody, but a lot of people are uh, either overweight or, or battling food. So when you say body type, is it the basic body structure before modern agri farming has, uh, you know, taken place? Uh, because, you know, I was a skinny kid and now I, I take care of myself. I run three marathons. I'm like 5'10", 180. I've got broad shoulders, but I don't look like a runner or anything. Yet I love that I love to run, and uh, I look more sturdy and powerful than a runner. But um, I always have to watch my weight, and um, I'm just wondering with everybody. And I and I know I was reading about the creative type that's tall and skinny, and I have a good friend. He fits that perfectly. But does uh, what you're referring to? Does it talk about your natural chemistry, or does it factor in? how screwed up our food supply is and the battle that we all have to have, you know, in terms of maintaining our body shape and type. Um, yeah, well, just understand that there's, that they're going to be, um, three of the profiles that will have, that will have weight issues, um, uh, for different, for totally different reasons. Um, the charismatic leader, uh, has, uh, has a very elastic dynamic body, and uh it's probably where you're where you struggle with with weight um uh, because the charismatic leader, uh, you know, can you can go into the weight room and you can build up a lot of muscle, but you can also eat a lot of food and gain a lot of weight. Um, right. I think it was um, who played Raging Bull. Um, De Niro. Robert Robert De Niro. Um, and he, I think he's normally about 165, but he for for that role he put on about 65 or 70 pounds to play that role. And he was able to go up that much in weight and then within five or six months have it all off again. And so a charismatic leader creates the body they need to achieve the, the success and the win or, the, or whatever it is that they're, that they're doing. So their bodies, are, their bodies are naturally dynamic, and so they can be mm-hmm. very thin at times in their lives and very fat at times in their lives, and they're the people that can weigh up to 500 pounds, and then you see them like a year later, and they're like, 155. And you're mm-hmm. like, what happened to you? It's like, well, I just decided that I, you know, <laughs> I was changing my life. Um, whereas, whereas the, the team player, um, has much more of, they're, they're, they're much squarer by nature. They're much more, they're much more dense. 
uh, by nature because they're the, they're the ones they're the they're the heavy lifters. They're the ones who are always going to be there. They tend to have much uh, much uh, heavier legs, stronger legs. Um, you know, they're they're square in their body and they carry more weight. And they're and they're and, and if you want to picture a team player, someone who you just who's just like a great friend who just gives the greatest hugs. They've got these big warm bodies mm-hmm. and they and they don't have a high metabolism. Um, they have uh, you know they've they've they they tend to be very uh, very warm because their metabolism doesn't move as fast and. Um, and so they so they will carry they will tend to carry weight throughout life and they and they don't eat uh you know the 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 charismatic leader will eat uh out of out of sort of pleasure and and uh and they they're always trying to get more in life because uh, they're the leaders they want they want to they want to have more uh the team player will eat more out of out of uh a self esteem sort of or or uh, hiding themselves so so they um so they eat sort of as a way to Mm-hmm. Um, avoid uh, avoid asking for their own needs and things like that because they do, they tend to they tend to um, you know they they never ask for anything for themselves and they'll often say well my only my only thing I give myself is this is this Twinkie or is this is this you know this junk food or this pizza you know I don't do anything for for myself except for this and so they will they'll often have have weight issues when they're in what we call defense um, as well and then the emotional intelligence specialists who who tend not to um, be you know can they they tend not to be grossly overweight um but they can carry they can carry weight um because they're um their bodies are very soft by nature they're 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 just soft and gentle people and uh and so they can carry some weight but they're not going to they're not going to be the big you know the 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 much larger body types are going to be the charismatic leader and the team player and knowledgeable achievers you're going to rarely ever see them with with extra weight and creative idealists hardly ever almost never they just don't have the, yeah. they don't have the the genetics for it because mm-hmm. remember the genetics the genetics are part of your life purpose you came in right. and and chose your parents perfectly to live your life purpose and if you're a charismatic leader you've gotten you've got these these genes that that are very dynamic and have lots of energy and uh and can expand or or you know be very strong stronger than you appear and if you're a team player you've got this much much more solid uh, uh, enduring type of body that that, uh, that that's heavier by nature. How about um, overlapping profiles? Uh, because a lot of people, you know, you ha- let's talk about the questionnaire number one. Let's let's talk about the questionnaire, and then we'll get yeah. to the overlapping profiles. But tell us about the questionnaire, how you developed it, and really oh, how it's skewed to determine which of the five profiles you fit. And then I guess part B of that is, you know, not everybody, it's going to be one size fits all within the five, you know, the five categories is going to be overlap. So take some time. Tell us about that. So to answer answer the last question first, um, we all have all five qualities. Everybody has, everybody has to take, everybody has to lead and die for their cause at some point uh, and, and be willing to fight for what they believe in. Uh, everybody has to ha- be organized enough to get where they need to get to and, and, uh, and make some money uh, as an achiever. Everybody has to care about other people at some point in their life. Um, uh, everybody has to have a heart and, and feel and, and, and feel deeply uh, uh, and, and desire a level of intimacy and closeness with people, and everybody has to be uh, at some level creative to come up with come up with new ideas. So we all have all of the qualities, and and it's and and what this book is really about is teaching you that the primary one is the thing that's missing right now in personal development. Um, we all know that there's a soul or some, this deeper quality within us that needs to make a, you know, do something in the world and express a quality or a character in the world. And we all know we've got chakras or, or, you know, or jobs to do and, and, you know, all of the daily things. But what we don't have a, a handle on is this bridge between the energy of the, of the sort of your deepest soul quality and, uh, and, and, the, and your daily life. Which are your chakras, and that's really what these what these are about. These these are are the, this bridge. This what I when I was training in the martial arts. There's a line called the Hara line, 
um, that I call the life purpose line, and it is the it's what the martial artist trains that makes them so impossible to uh, to not only move but also really take them out of their in, out of their out of their intention and their focus because when you've developed that you know through the through the kata and the forms that you do you develop this this strong inner sense of knowing of who you are as a as a human being as a person and then if your physical body gets knocked down which mine used to get knocked down a lot um you you have this sense that there's a part of you that never got knocked down. Wayne Dyer used to call it the inner candle flame that never flickers. And mm-hmm. that is your life purpose. And you have that forever and evermore. And, uh, and, and you know, or, or let me rephrase that. You have that for an entire lifetime. Each lifetime you get, uh, you, if you believe in, 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 uh, in uh, past lives, future lives, uh, each lifetime you get one uh, set of contracts and purposes that, that sit on that line. And that's the bridge between the energy of the soul, which is infinite, and the daily energy where we try to get our energy out of food and coffee and resting and things like that. But truthfully, the most power you'll ever get is going to come from that deep sort of sense of purpose in you rather than getting a good night's sleep, which will help. But a person that knows their mission doesn't need as much sleep because they're running on energy that's, that's coming from within. So how can um, the reader uh, use this book to find out who they are and what their purpose is? Well, the first first part about in the in the book is just it just talks about that you know how we how we tend to avoid who we are like we talked about we tend to vow to be, try to be mm-hmm. somebody that we aren't and then and then it gives you the this profile assessment and and this is a there I do have a, a longer profile assessment on uh online but this is a 100 question profile assessment yep. it gives you a nice base the questions in it were based on um working with thousands of people uh, through uh, through my workshops and energy medicine workshops that I do, and my school, and I run I run a, a three year training in um, in energy medicine, which is uh, for me, uh, it's not just about the healing work that we teach people. It's really about understanding that a healer is someone who knows their purpose, a person who stands in mm-hmm. like like you had said like you had said that you know you've you've got friends you're you you also have by the way you, it sounds like you've got the charismatic leader and the knowledgeable achiever um which are two strong yes, that's traits that's how I test it out yep yeah and mm-hmm. and so and so you're you're um uh, you know your your other knowledgeable Jewish friends look at what you're doing right now with your book and your radio, and they're like and they're like, well, why would you do that? You know, the money's over here. This is you know it's, this is the guaranteed money you have here. This is you know you're taking a chance here, and your charismatic leader just kind of says, hey, I'll do whatever I feel like doing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But exactly. But uh, that um, you know the the knowledgeable achiever. Uh, element in in you uh was the one that ran your life and now you're realizing yes. that your charismatic leader is going to have a lot more fun so i did i i did the same the same sort of thing and and so in working with people there's there's ways that charismatic leaders talk and there's ways that knowledgeable achievers talk. They think a certain way because they're they're literally they're like different species. They it's it's like Cro-Magnon man and Australopithecus, and they all grew up to be people uh, on the planet. And there's five different species that we have energetically, and uh, and they, and you really need to know because they they literally don't think the same. And what's and and there's another interesting element to this is that we're taught that the biggest difference between people is that there's men and there's women, and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I've worked with thousands of people, there is no difference in the life purpose mm-hmm. of, of men and women beyond yep. the first chakra. Now, at the first chakra level, there's a huge difference between men and women. But from there up, uh, you, know, at, at, you know, just at the body level, does that count? From there, all the spiritual purpose they are evenly distributed, and there are just as many really soft and caretaking men in the world as there are achievers and leaders. But we're but That's but true. I would say that percent of the men out there are trying to be either an achiever or a leader, and vice versa. There are just as many achievers and leaders as women, and yet eighty percent of the women are out there trying to be caretaking or loving, and 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 because that's what the culture uh, tells them they should be. But but 
the truly the life purpose within each of us is is it's just hardwired and there are more charismatic leaders than any other profile just because we're a warring planet and god knows somebody's going to have to fight for peace at some point instead of fight for fight for you know, who gets the biggest who gets the who gets the biggest paycheck at the end of the day um and at some point the charismatic leaders will stand up against the other charismatic leaders and knowledgeable achievers that are running the world right now uh from their shadows and there's going to be you know there's there's going to be hell to pay, but uh, but not, but right now uh, we haven't quite seen that yet. We're beginning to see more and more of that. Um, but but those but would until until the charismatic leaders and knowledgeable achievers of the world, the ones who are going to run things, see the value in the team players and see the value in the in the feelers in the in the you know in, in, in the in the in the people in the the heart centered people like Christ. They you know rather than putting him up on a cross, they, you know, they actually could have asked him how to run the government better. Uh, and then the creative idealists, the Einsteins in the world that see the insanity of, of being an idiot, um, you know, and, uh, and, and how letting people that are short-sighted run things is, is not helping us. So when we have a world where these all come to, where these different ways that people think come together we'll have we will have a, a massive change but it's it's going to come slow and it takes it takes people stepping into their power so getting back to just why i chose the questions i chose each of those questions speaks the voice of 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 each of these of these profiles and so you will you will feel it and you want to feel the question more than think it because if you rationally uh-huh. think, well, do I do that? I don't do that. You're thinking behaviorally, and and these and the questions in there will will allow you to sort of feel, oh yeah, that's a that that you know that that one really gets me, and and or that one's that I totally I that's totally me. Let, let me let me ask you this. I, you know, I'll bet from your experience now, Rise, that um, you can size up people as you did with me pretty quickly just by what they say. You know, the physical description. And yep. uh, it must be incredibly beneficial when you're working with people or meeting people that, you know, and from people who read the book, they will be able to uh, be able to do the same thing. Talk to us a little bit about that. One of the benefits of this book is being able to assess, assess who you're dealing with and size things up and how, how that's a benefit. And also, I'd like you, when we get past that, um, Tell us a little bit about uh, like a guy like Donald Trump, and I'll tell you why I asked that. Uh, I know he's a polarizing figure, and he's like, I'm going to build a wall, and uh, it's going to be a really beautiful wall, and all that stuff. And I, I think he's, in a way, he's crazy. But in another way, I actually think that he's got a pretty high vibration, and that um, I think he could lead us in a really bad direction. But he does have that charismatic leader thing and he might be able to cut through some of the nonsense. I'm afraid of him, but I find him interesting. And I like to see uh, a little bit about, uh, hear a little bit about your power to size people up and how you would size somebody like Trump up. Well, let's start, let's just start with that. Cause uh, that's, a, that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Trump is, Trump is a, is a, uh, he's as close to, um, a psychopath, uh, as you're going to get without mm-hmm. being in jail. Um, he's a, he's the charismatic leader at the extreme, um, because he ha and, and charismatic leaders at that level have a, have an extreme narcissism. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even though they'll say they're fighting for everybody's justice, it's really engrandizing the self. Now, now what's interesting though, is that he does, he, he, you know, keep in mind that, that charismatic leaders, uh, when especially when they're when they're big energy like that, they're they're born actors and actresses, and they become method actors. And um, and when they become a method actor, they stop being able to tell the difference between their act and themselves. Mm-hmm. And and because they can actually do that, they can pass lie detector tests easily about who they are and what their mission is. And and so and so. A, a, a great leader. I, I use the I use the, uh, the the example, and and I hope I don't insult anybody in your in your crowd. Um, you know that 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 there were two people born. Uh, you know, the, two great leaders were born, and the one thing you know about them is that uh, that everybody on the planet will know their name before they die. 
and one was Christ and one was Hitler. Mhm. That's true. And and they and they were great leaders. They were born to be leaders. And a great leader wakes us up and makes us change. And they both did it. One did it in the shadow and one did it in the light. There was no and and they mm-hmm. and they both you know were willing to die for their cause. And and so and one of the and, and one of the interesting things about uh um uh, you know the, this this Donald Donald Trump, who's who's probably one of the one of the uh, one of the biggest narcissists we've had. You know, sort of step yes. into the arena uh, in a long you know ever. Uh, um, uh, Noam Chomsky said that uh, I heard him talk on uh, on one of the radio stations uh, about a year ago, and he said he said there's no chance of having um, another Hitler because the politicians aren't honest enough. Mm-hmm. Hitler actually believed, he believed at the deepest level of his soul that he was doing the right thing. And so when, he delivered his, yeah. so, so when he delivered his message, he was actually speaking the truth as if he were Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And, and so people would follow that. Trump has a piece of that, but he's... He, you know, it's still a game for him. It's still, it's not life or death for him. This is just, this is just one more way for Donald Trump to be, to become even more the Donald. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, if he, if he ever becomes president, we're all, you know, it's 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 a sad commentary on our on our culture. But um, but it's but he is he he can't he doesn't have, he's not honest enough to actually do real damage, but he's not intelligent enough to actually do really good. That's a very good assessment. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts, since you're very good at sizing up people. Like, let's take Obama. You know, he's done some good things. He's done some not good things. He's very polarizing. Some people despise him. Some people like him. You know, my personal opinion is he's circa the one thing I like about him. I don't agree with all his policies and some of the things he doesn't get into. He never mentions GMOs. He's got a Monsanto guy on his you know, on his yep. team. He's done nothing with the, I don't like his stance on the NSA, but I figure, you know, they're only going to let the president, the powers that be are only going to let the president get away with so much. So there's certain things that, you know, you're not going to get into this, but you can get into that. The one right. thing I do like about him, which is very different than his predecessor is he is circumspect. So you could say what you want, and I think he's as dangerous as Bush in terms of how he's handling the Middle East. He's very sneaky. He's got the drones. He's not putting troops on the ground, but he's equally as dangerous, I think. But he is seems to be circumspect. What is your take on his body type and his well, the difference his, uh, is, and, and, life and, purpose? And, I mean, this is it's a pretty broad statement, but um, but generally, uh, Democrats are knowledgeable achievers, and 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 Republicans are charismatic leaders. And and so and so he so the Democrats are going to be more sort of thought you know they're going to think things through and they're not going to shoot from the hip and they're not going to just stand up there and lie bold faced to you they will justify their lie um, uh, and uh, whereas the charismatic <laughs> leaders will, will you know the with the charismatic leader will just stand up there and bold faced lie because it's just whatever I will tell you what I want you to what I want you to believe not what I what I really believe so um, so it's a, it's a very different so and that's and that's why the Republicans do so much better in elections because they'll say or do anything uh, by their nature by their nature they they are they're they're natural winners uh, the charismatic leaders will do anything to win and the knowledgeable achievers will do the right thing to win and so obama ha- is limited by his nature that he can't he couldn't just go to battle with the republicans he had to he always is trying to do the right thing and trying to to find an even ground and share and and you know so so knowledgeable achievers he's limited by his you know in in that role uh and mm-hmm. he's not he, so he can't really he also couldn't quite he was charismatic enough he has definitely his charismatic leader as a secondary quality but um but he's charismatic charismatic enough to to gain the vote but not enough to to really 
sway the whole country. Um, you know, he had once he got in there, he you know all of the constituents, all of the everything became. He had to, it's always a, it's always a balancing act for a knowledgeable achiever. With a charismatic leader, they get in charge and they. Then they, I mean, basically, the, the president at some level is is a is a puppet uh, to to a lot of different a lot of different right. sure. influences. Um, but but the knowledgeable achiever, the decisions that the president can make, uh, Obama does in a very structured, organized way, and he's been very and he's incredibly consistent in how he approaches, uh, you know change and 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 things i'm sure that 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 there's all that there's an enormous amount that that every president hides from the american people and that's why they all get gray hair in a very short period of time right. energetically sure. gray hair is is worry and um and uh and and life and life is hard you know when life is hard you mm-hmm. get gray hair and um and when you push yourself beyond sort of you know what's what's healthy for you uh and those guys go gray in you know within within three years sure. every president's got white hair uh, mm-hmm. So they're so they are they're they're scaring themselves into it. So um, so you know so the difference is you know between between an Obama and uh, and a Putin or a, or a George Bush or a, you know is that is that the charismatic leader um, ultimately doesn't mind breaking the law. They 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 believe in they believe in uh, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. And the knowledgeable achiever will always ask ask for permission. Excellent. Well, listen, I've had you on a little bit over, so I apologize, but I find your book to be fascinating and really helpful, and also you to be fascinating and really helpful. So I want to thank you for being on the show. So could you, Rise, please tell us about where people can find out more about you, about your book, and uh, what is the one thing you want people to take away from your book? Uh, What I want people to take away from the book is that that, – that everybody, everybody at some point in their life says, God, I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know how to make this tough, mm-hmm. this tough choices in relationship, in your career, in your health. And, um, and it's so basically simple that we need, but we need to change the way we try to make our decisions. And when we, when we feel deep inside us who we are, and this book is about awakening that that sort of that awareness that oh my god I've been that since I was a little kid I've had this I have this thing in the book called this, your secret place and everybody needs mm-hmm. to find that within them this feeling within them that says oh yeah that's a yes and you get it all the time but you but you've got to be really clear on how to use that to to help you make decisions and really live your purpose and and uh, and really you know having a mission in life is so important for everybody uh, to model and and for those in business that want to influence others and be able to read them, like you said, be able to read your employees and know what their purpose is so you can support them in their purpose, not so you can manipulate them into doing things, but so you can actually get a, a really happy staff and and then know your perfect clients, too, and perfect customers. So so uh, that's what I want for people is that they, that they have a deeper understanding of humanity. You, by the way, you start liking people again when you, when you <laughs> find out how great they are on the inside. And, uh, and, and so, so that's what I'd love. The way you get the book is you go to discoveryourpurposebook.com. It's all one word, discoveryourpurposebook.com. That's, one, that's a, a web page that I run. Um, you will buy the book on there through Amazon, but, um, but that also gives you a whole bunch of, of bonuses. So discoveryourpurposebook.com gets you the book. And my website uh, for my school uh, at the, the institute is Reese, R-H-Y-S, Thomas, Institute.com. So it's R-H-Y-S, Thomas, Institute.com. You can look me up and check out what we do and how we help people uh, find their purpose and, and live it in a lot of ways. Well, listen, Rise, it's been it's such a pleasure to talk to you and to go through your book. And I, I'm going to finish up the test and uh, finish up the rest of the book. I've kind of, you know, read about half. I'll be honest with you and kind of breeze through the rest of it to get ready for the show because I've got to read about a book a week along with everything else I do. And I've just found it fascinating and really helpful. So I highly endorse the book to everybody. And uh, maybe I'll shoot you some emails where I might have some questions when I wrap the whole thing up. But it's really great. So thank you. Absolutely. You can send me anything. You can call me up. You got my number. And I'd be happy to, to help you uh, see that, uh, that how that charismatic leader is getting out there in the world. All right. Fantastic. Well, listen, everybody, I want to urge you to uh, check out Rise Thomas, check out his website, 
discoveryourpurpose.com and uh, all one word and also the book, Discover Your Purpose. And uh, I want to thank you again, Rise, for being on the show. It's a pleasure meeting you. I hope we talk again. Maybe we'll have you back on. Let me get through and come up with a, another set of questions for you. We'll take it from there. But you've been fantastic. And I really like the work you're doing. And I really want to wish you well. So thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Have a good one. Have a great Thanksgiving. Okay, right, folks. Too. That's been our show for this evening. Again, our special guest, Rise Thomas. Uh, you can catch me uh, in my little promo. Uh, RobertManny.com is my website. I do my weekly blog. You can check that out. I should have a new post going up tomorrow. There's been over 250 uh, topics that I have wrestled with so far. You can always catch me on Facebook, Robert Manny Author, Twitter at Robert Manny, YouTube, Robert Manny author. We've got a whole set of video series, Guys Guys Videos, and every podcast of Guys Guys Radio is available on both Block Talk Radio and also iTunes, so you can listen whenever you want. And uh, I want to thank all the listeners for you know sticking with me, being part of the show as we continue to grow the Guys Guys brand and our positive message. Next week, we've got, uh, we've got Harris and Gray, two authors who wrote a vampire series of books. A little bit different. I haven't had that type of uh, guest on, but we're going to try something new. We keep expanding the club and guys, guys world. So remember uh, that better men, better world, keep doing a good thing. And you think about it, guys, guys, finish first.